You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports Television Analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like, oh, I'm about to die. I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. Welcome to episode 100 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Heavy lunch is in Austin, Texas, uh, with meetings with Flow Sports this week, holiday party tonight. D. Welch is, of course, in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. D. Welch, can you believe we have been through 100 episodes on Flow? It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. It's, what, over 200 total now? So it's pretty insane. It's like four years of working with you. Yep. Something like that. And when we worked, obviously, worked together at MRN before uh, we even started the podcast. So um, I don't know how we put up with each other that long, let uh, let alone do this show. I don't either. It's one of seven wonders of the world. <laughs> seven wonders of the world. Yes, it is. Um, the the amazing number, the amazing feat of 100 today. And we are welcoming on the show uh, one of the biggest guests you can get in all of motorsports. That's Kyle Larson. Uh, Larson is coming on the show to talk about the High Limit Series, which he has been releasing a schedule. Um, he and Brad Sweet, of course, started the series last year. They raced, well, attempted to race 
two uh, exhibition races. They had one at Lincoln Park Speedway that Buddy Covoid won, uh, but they have a 12-race schedule that they are planning this this season. And D. Welch, of course, is going to be the voice of the High Limit Series. How excited are you for that series and and to talk to Kyle about um, the, the anticipation of the racetracks he has on the schedule? Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, it's it, I'm just excited that there's another dirt racing series midweek, um, you know, that is obviously got a lot of money on the line. I mean, I think it's, I think it's great for the sport and for me to, to be able to be involved in it is awesome because I've been trying to find a way to get back involved in dirt racing for a long time. And it just never works obviously because of my weekend travel schedule. So having this in the middle of the week is perfect for, uh, I mean, for all of us, I mean, Kyle, obviously is busy most weekends too. So, um, it's, it's cool for everybody. And, and I appreciate that, you know, they've, you know, they've brought me on to, to kind of be the one that, uh, leads the show. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, they, they've, we're recording this on Wednesday, December 14th, um, at nine in the morning. I, I, let's, let's just put it this way. I was up a little too late last night, uh, having a little too much fun with my friends, um, at flow racing, but, um, we're here, we're ready to do it. They have reached at, at this point, they have released, um, six or yeah, six tracks. Um, one of them that includes Eagle raceway, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, they have not had a 410 sprint car race since 2017. Um, just a lot of cool racetracks being added, you know, uh, some of the ones that are in the Midwest, you know, like 34 raceway, uh, lakeside, they kick it off there with 50 grand to win tracks that I've never been to. And I'm excited to go to. Yeah. And obviously Kokomo, you know, is on the list too. the tracks, um, the tracks that they've released thus far. And, and we're going to talk to Kyle about, um, the rest of the schedule. I mean, even though we're recording this today, obviously he, he knows the schedule and, and I do too. So we can talk about it. And, um, there's some other, you know, some other really cool racetracks on there that people are familiar with, you know, some Pennsylvania racetracks. Um, they're going to make a second stop, uh, in the Indianapolis area, which we'll talk to Kyle about too. And it's a great mix of, of, you know, traditional sprint car tracks that, um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy the diversity and, and, um, you know, kind of the, the excitement of, of going to some, some unique racetracks. It's an interesting time in sprint car racing. There is no question about that. Um, it really seems like the talk of the town has been uh, purse money, right? You know, our, our, will our drivers, you know, sprint car drivers, um, you know, start making more money. You know, the late model drivers have definitely been superior in this category, right? And and both and you both of you and I know D Welch, we don't think late model drivers are superior race car drivers, uh, to sprint car drivers, right? So, um, you know, a lot of the talk of the town <clears throat> this offseason has been the outlaws banding together to hopefully, you know, get get to race some of these races, right? I mean, we want we don't, you know this series doesn't want to race against the world of outlaws against the all-stars. They want to race with the world of outlaws with the all-stars, right? That's why they're making midweek shows and on the way to some of these racetracks. Um, because look, adding races to on an already tremendous national schedule is only going to benefit everyone in the sprint car landscape. Right. Yeah. And, and admittedly, I haven't compared or cross-referenced the high limit schedule to the all-stars or the, the outlaws or anything. So I don't even really know if they have any conflicts. I would imagine that they don't because that's not the point, but, you know, I think too, you know, everybody can coexist peacefully. Like, I mean, you look at the extreme midgets and what USAC did, like there's, 
there's two 30 plus race midget schedules on the national scale. And there's no, there's no, there's no overlap. Like they, they worked together to build their schedules so that midget racers can go race 60 times a year on the national scale and go for both championships, you know, and, and that's how it can be in the wing sprint car world too. I think, you know, there, there's, um, you know, and I think, I think too, you know, like times have changed, like the outlaws, you know, long had this, this standard that the only place you could see the outlaws race was going to an outlaw race, which is, is still true to some, you know, to, you know, a certain extent, but I think with the advent of streaming and everything else, like it's just, it's all just so much more accessible right now than it ever has been. So this concept of it being an exclusive thing has kind of been watered down a little bit. So let the guys go race. You know, if they want to, if they've got a 90 race schedule at the outlaws, if they want to go race more and race for more money, you know, have at it. So, um, I'm glad that everybody has kind of, um, you know, started to kind of reach a common compromise and, and, you know, everybody is going to win from this, I think. So, um, it'd be great to be able to have some, you know, of those big name guys, uh, at these high limit races, these midweek races, like it's only going to help, um, help the, that series, you know, gain more credibility. And it's obviously going to be great for us here at flow to have, um, you know, some of those names racing on these midweek races too. <laughs> we typically do have Larson on the show around this time, right. In, in the December, uh, timeframe. And that's because we like to preview the chili bowl midget nationals. Uh, he's not racing the Chili Bowl Mission Nationals this year, and that's going to be uh, probably a topic we discuss with him. He's actually going late model racing the exact same week in the desert uh, at the Wild West Shootout, which Michael Rigsby and, and those at Flow are excited about that, right? Because Rigsby is, is part of that race and, and um, you know, to grow that race and to grow the viewership and to grow the people that, uh, you know, come to that racetrack, it's, it's cool to have Kyle Larson there. Um, I'm a bit hurt, honestly. Uh, I personally think the Chili Bowl Mission Nationals is the biggest dirt race in the entire world um i don't care what it pays right um it's it's prestige that trophy means more in dirt racing uh than a lot right like if you think of just trophies uh in dirt racing that's got to be one of the most famous ones there is um and and you know at one point and and i'll probably bring this up to larson right um larson got in trouble at nascar for saying the chili bowl midget nationals was the biggest race he's ever won um, and he had won a lot of big races that was not the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals, probably. Uh, so it's it's interesting. It's an interesting time. Um, you know, I've had sidebar conversations with Larson that um, you know, like go as far as if he would have won another one, right? If he would have won a, a, a third straight last year, he probably would have came back and went for four. Um, just because, you know, Swindell and 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 Bell and and, and these guys, you know there's these, these names matter, right. And you, when you want to knock some of these guys off, but uh, the fact that he didn't win, you know, he can kind of take a little bit of a break and potentially come back, uh, you know, in the future. But um, it is interesting that, you know, Larson who has been the name in that building, right. Won't be there this year. Well, I mean, obviously and bell is not on the entry list. I saw Keith Coons's cars were entered today or this morning, you know, the entry came out and Rico's not on that list. Um, the, I haven't seen Tyler Courtney's name on the list, which I mean, I think that was kind of expected too, that he wasn't going to run. Um, but I mean, the Chili Bowl's wide open this year, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have a legitimate shot. I mean, the guys that, you know, 
uh, you know, traditionally, you know, win on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I mean, they didn't, they didn't last year. I mean, Rico did, but, um, you know, Bell is always up front on Thursdays, finished second last year to Thorson on Thursday. Uh, or no, he did win on Thursday. He won the prelim last year, didn't he? Um, and then Rico always wins Wednesday and Larson's always in the mix on Tuesday. And so, um, you know, those are three really big names on the prelim nights. And then obviously on Saturday too, that, uh, are not going to four with sunshine, you know, that aren't going to be there. So, um, it's going to be an interesting chili bowl. And I think it's, it's still going to be a tough race and it's still going to matter to people that, um, you know, to win that race, but you're missing a lot of the heavy hitters. There's no denying that. As a racer, does that excite you? Um, I mean, yeah, like to me, it's, you know, I don't ever go into that building and expect to beat those guys anyways. So it's not like, you know, it's not like it, I guess, makes that much difference to me. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it opens the door, I think, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there's any denying that, that it, 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 you know, for somebody like me who I, I feel confident in there and, and feel like I can race well in there that, um, you know, y- you, you maybe go in there with a little bit more optimism to, to have a better, you know, run on your prelim night or something like that. But like, I mean, there's still going to be plenty of guys there that are going to be tough to beat. I mean, Thorson's back, Justin Grant's there. I mean, there, you know, you can go down the list. There's plenty of guys there that are still going to be really tough to beat. So, uh, while you don't have like this, this, the star power names, there's still plenty of good guys. So it's, it's still going to be a hard race. It's still going to be, uh, difficult to put a whole week together and, and be there on Saturday. So, um, I'm just excited to go back and have another shot at it. Let's talk to Kyle Larson. He's already in the waiting room, excited to get to talk to him. Then we'll come back after that and have our Sun Dollar Restoration Hashtags of the Week. This is episode 100 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. What has to be without a doubt, the most highly anticipated dirt racing event in the history of motorsports. 8500, Daytona 500, Eldora Million. vision and, and his uh, history of creating big events. I mean, we've, we've got some stuff up our sleeve that uh, I don't think will shock anybody when we announce it. Welcome back to episode 100 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Uh, we promised Kyle Larson would join us. But we had to have you on the show a uh, hundred episodes, and we couldn't think of anybody else to have. So, do you feel honored about that, or no? I do. I can't believe you guys have done a hundred. That's that's pretty sweet. We're getting old, dude. Big like, day, big day. <laughs> we're getting old. We well, so we've done a hundred on Flow, and we've done over a hundred at NASCAR. So we have mm. we're over two hundred episodes total uh together but uh yeah 100 on flow so it's been a great partnership uh with them and then we're excited uh you know obviously to have you on the show to talk about uh the high limit series that you and brad sweet started last year 
uh, and have slowly started to trickle out your schedule for the season uh, this year. Um, and, and we're going to talk about your whole schedule here. So um, how excited are you to get to racing? I know uh, your first is going to be in March um, and, you know, you got a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely exciting. It's been a lot of, a lot of work really too, to get, uh, get all these schedules. You know, it's, it, I think more goes into it than, than fans probably realize, especially being midweek and trying to just factor in all the, the things, right. Um, travel for teams, uh, which places can seat enough people for what we would need, um, all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's been a lot of hard work, but I feel like we we got to a point where, I mean, I love our schedule. It's got great racetracks, exciting tracks. I think that's going to produce um, great races at every one of them. So uh, that's, that's the same thing, and, and that's you know, what we're trying to, to build, you know, midweek kind of compelling series where um, – you don't know who's going to win when you show up, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of tracks that are, are unique. So excited about it, excited to compete in all of them and um, you'll get started. I know looking at the schedule, there's probably a few of these tracks that are just tracks that you guys enjoy racing at. I mean, is that how you go through and kind of pick where you want to run? Is it just places that you, you and Brad have enjoyed running at, or how do you guys put that together? Yeah, definitely. Um, at least, you know, that's, that's kind of where it starts out at. Um, you're just listing like all of my favorite tracks and then trying to just look at all the different schedules that are out there and see where they fit in. And, and, um, you know, it's like Eagle was by far my, you know, when we talked about this, uh, this series, um, you know, close to a year ago, Eagle was the first track that popped into to my my head so uh love that we're able to get that on there um there's just there's a lot of a great tracks you know we, the only half mile we have is lakeside and that's a that's a pretty exciting half mile and then i think the rest of them too are just uh tracks that you've you've seen highlights of uh great finishes at, at every one of them so um i i truly believe you know anybody can can show up and think that they have a shot to win at, at those style tracks I looked at the schedule and I'm like, this is all the tracks that Larson have won on. Uh, like, <laughs> but, yeah. I, but at the same time, I'm like, what track hasn't he won on? So, yeah. uh, well, I, I've never been to Lakeside, so that, that'll be actually a new one for me. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at looking at the rest of it. I, I finished second at Bridgeport, so uh, I got I to gotta win there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the rest of them I have, I have, <laughs> I have won it. That that Eagle one is exciting, right? So they haven't had a sprint, uh, 410 sprint car race since 2017. Um, you, I believe you won there, right? It was in the 17 car, right? Yeah, that was their first ever Outlaw win as, as team owners. So um, probably one of the most exciting races I've been a part of and uh, such a fun trip. You know, that, that kind of came up last minute um with ricky and we flew there last minute mounted my seat uh brought david farrow with us who, who uh helps helped out at the time on my cup car and has had a long long career with kkr and yeah won an outlaw race at, at eagle and a, and a you know brand new car for me and uh was a wild race so i'll never forget that one you know just uh getting to race for one of my best friends ricky and, and bring them their first world outlaw in school so yeah, since that that time, you know, there hasn't been a, a four ten sprint car race, wing sprint car racer from you know 
what I recall. So glad that we could bring it back there. And um, as I mentioned, there's, there's a ton of other good tracks as well. Speaking of the outlaws, I know that that, that whole situation has been a, not a point of contention, but obviously, a, you know, something that is, has, you guys have been working on to try to get them to cooperate with you guys and everybody can coexist peacefully. So the situation that you got this year where the outlaw guys can race uh, four or eight races outside of the outlaw banner, how big will that be for the high limit series just to potentially get some of those names competing in this series? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's great for us, but I think more importantly, it's it's great for the teams. Um, you know that they were able to get something. Um, I I think it would have been great if they had been allowed to run all of them, but um, it was a start, and and I think you know, allowing those teams to pick and choose not only just high limit races, but um, you know you, as you've seen in the past, if there's a, a rain out, the teams maybe go to Knoxville to get a, a test sure. in nationals or run Oskaloosa front row challenge. Um, you know, you've seen Sheldon race at, uh, Wayne County before. So, um, you know, there's opportunity for them to run other races outside of ours too, but you know, the, with the purses of ours, I think a lot of them will hopefully try and make their way to it, whether it be four or eight of them. Uh, I don't know, but, um, and who knows, maybe there's, there's some of the outlaw guys that, that just run more than them so or more than eight. So, um, it was nice of uh, you, Brian Carter, and, and World Racing Group to you know make some sort of change to their platinum agreement. And um, I know the teams have been fighting really hard for some freedom, and and that's you know a, a small step forward uh, towards that. Yeah, and that freedom you're talking about, like um, it's weird because like the late model guys with their group get that freedom, right? Like they can go run Lucas Oil races. They can go run other late model races, right? It seems like, uh, it's been more of like a sprint car uh, issue, uh, in the past. And <clears throat> I mean, the motorsports headlines right now have been dominated by sprint car racing. Right. And whether it's good or bad, we're talking about money. Um, you know, have you had an off season like this where you can remember where sprint car racing has been talked about this much? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think there's just a lot of, you know, unknowns of, of things going forward, at least before the PRI show um, of what was going to happen with the world racing group, with us, with other series and, and tracks. And um, I think that's where the buzz has come from. So no, it's great. It's great to, to see your fans talking about it, teams, talking about it, talking about how excited they are to get to race for a lot more money throughout the year. So, um, yeah, sprint car racing and, and really, you know, dirt track racing as a whole is in a, has been in a great spot. I feel like ever since, you know, COVID in, in 2020 and, um, it seems like it just, it, it trended up, um, very quickly. So, um, it's been cool to be a part of that and, and to help grow the sport. And, and I believe that, it's not done. It's not even close to reaching its ceiling of where it could get to. So um, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I know Brad is as well. And he's a uh, visionary type of person. He's, he's got dreams and big ideas. So um, I hope that we can pull some of those off, you know, down the road. I think some of the, the ideas that we've tried to come up with are probably two or three year projects, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. And, and like I said, just trying to grow the sport. What's what is you and his racing schedule? I mean, with with 
the high limit deal? I mean, are you going to run all of them? Is he going to run some? Have, what's, what's that going to look like for you guys? Yeah, my plan is definitely to run all of them, obviously. Uh, um, you with my schedule and testing and stuff, who knows? And maybe there's one or two that I might have to miss. But uh, as of right now, yeah, I mean, all, all 12 are on my schedule as well as, you know, a lot of other sprint car races also. Um, I don't know about Brad yet. I think um, he's still trying to, to weigh it all and, and, you know, kind of run the numbers of what it could uh, be if he ran the whole thing versus four outlaw races or eight outlaw races or however that may be, which I think a lot of the teams are probably going through right now. So at least the outlaw teams. So, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I don't know, but um, they definitely, they definitely gave the teams uh, an, an option and, and stuff that they have to weigh. So um, they're really smart about that. And, and um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's part of the business, I guess. For sure. Uh, it's interesting timing, right? So you guys started the series last year, right? You you also got Chico um, and, and kind of started to venture out, you know, past not just what you are as race car drivers, right? Uh, you won a cup championship. Sweet, you know, has now won multiple uh, World of Outlaws championships. It seems like the timing is like, you know, we've accomplished, you know, at least what we want to uh, behind the wheel of a race car. And it's now time to get back to the sport. Is that what it seems like? Um, yeah, I think a little bit of that. I, I don't know if because of what we accomplished, we've sat down and be like, all right, now's the time to, we could do other things. But, um, I just think, yeah, I mean, we're just maybe to a point in our careers and, and understand our platform and, and what we're able to reach and, and what we're able to do. And, um, we love, we love sprint car racing. You know, it's, it's well, where Brad makes his whole livelihood from and, and it's, what got me to where I'm at. So I want, I've always wanted to give back. Um, I played around with the ownership side of things with the world outlaws and Shane Stewart and Carson Macedo. And um, then that kind of ran its course. And then, yeah, just trying to kind of figure out what's next to give back. You know, I, I, I race a ton. Um, so that's a little bit of it, but then I also want to see the sport get to a place down the road. I know it's, you're not going to be overnight, but down the road where, teams and drivers and in the sport gets the respect that it you know, deserves not only financially but just overall in general um in, in a growth you know, side of things with media and national media and, and all that because it's kind of to me a, a hidden gem uh, right now you know that the racing is is amazing the competition's amazing the crowds are really big at the racetracks um, and, and Flo has done a great job um, of growing that sport. I think you know, live stream in general has, has grown, helped grow the sport a lot. Um, I think there's some fans that, that have negative opinions on, on live stream and what it's done to the attendance at racetracks. But if they would just go to a track, they would realize that uh, these places are as sold out as, as I can remember in my, my career sprint racing. So it's been going in the right direction, but I want to, you know, Brad and I both, uh, want to keep it going and, and try and bring new ideas to, to the sport and, and kind of try and make it reach more globally. So I'm not asking you to give away all your secrets and future plans unless you want to, but I mean, what kind of things are you guys brainstorming or, or what, what does this look like down the road? How do you grow it to satisfy kind of what you want, want it to become, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think, I think originally, and, um, 
you know, with our series and, and a little bit of our schedule or what people thought of our schedule was that it was going to be mostly kind of Midwest to East coast central based. And, um, I think, you know, with us doing the, the Tulare race in, in March, I think that was a way for us to not only give back to the California fans and teams, you know, that have lost the spring outlaw dates, but um, you have them race for great money early in the year and, and get the fans excited. But I think it's a, it, that was good to show that we're not just sticking to the Midwest and East coast. You know, we're looking at doing races, not only in the United States, but um, outside this country. And, and I think that's what you have to do to help, grow the sport so um you know I, who knows if where it will go but i would love to to get us to race in you know europe or something and um i think there's a there's already a huge fan base for sprint cars there um with their stock car series that that look a lot like sprint cars so um would love to somehow get there and race in the future and um i think there's a lot of you know even bigger ideas that go along with that. So uh, we'll see, but that's uh, like I said, Brad's a, Brad's a big thinker. So, um, and, and I've, I've put a lot of thought into that as well and, and how to make it cool, but um, we'll see where it goes. There's no question that your guys, series has really started to alter what, what sprint car racing in the landscape looks like. Right. But how much did, like what your season was in 2020 and what Brent Marks did last year, you know, and Anthony Macri, you know, they won more money than the outlaw guys without racing an outlaw schedule. Um, like how much has that really kind of opened the eyes to some of these teams? Like, look, you know, we can race pretty much anywhere and chase the money uh, and make money. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, uh, well, I mean, it's happened yeah, as you mentioned the last couple of years. So um, and, and two, I, I don't know if I believe that's like the coolest thing. Um, like I, I would, I, I want Brent Marks and Anthony Macri and, and I want all the best drivers to be on a traveling series racing for the best money. I, I don't, I think I would love to see your top earners be full-time traveler series type guys. So, although it is, it is cool that, you know, they can, they can still have their normal, day-to-day life um in their hometown and in their home state racing for great money um but me coming from you know racing in nascar like those are the best stock car racers in the in the world and and i would love to you know, see sprint car racing get to back to a point where the best sprint car racers are on a, a traveling tour um but with that i think you know comes it's got to make sense financially and and all that so not only financially, but personally uh, with where their lives are at and stuff too. But yeah, I mean, what Brent Marks did last year was spectacular. He was, he had an amazing season and, um, but that's hard. That's really hard for somebody to do. And, and you don't typically see it. Uh, normally your top earners are on the outlaw tour because um, they are the best, but uh, for whatever reason, the last couple of years, myself and Brent had hit on something and, and won all the big races. All right, before we let you go, I feel like we got to talk to you about Chili Bowl um, and and just because we have you on here. So you're going to go run the late model in Vado in New Mexico instead of running Chili Bowl. So just, I guess, in your own words, now that you you have a platform now to just kind of explain people why you made that decision and, and why you, you're going to go run the late model. 
Yeah, I think, I think, you know, cause I had talked about the, the payout a lot and I think it got some, a lot of negative uh, reaction from it, but um, that was kind of the only thing I, I spoke on in the, well, you know, a couple interviews I did, but um, I don't know if people realize, like I've ran, I'm 30 years old and I've ran the Chili Bowl 15 years. <laughs> Half of my life I've spent racing at the Chili Bowl, just racing. I've been there two or three other years as a fan. So um, I've just gotten to the point in my life and in career where I want to just go experience other things. And um, that's not me saying I will never be back at the Chili Bowl. I've not, I've not said that. Um, I just, I think, you know, the, this motto thing has popped up and, and I've paid attention to it throughout the, the week at Chili Bowl. And um, now that I've, I've raced late models, I just want to try something different. I, I, I see how, you know, the, the crowd is tiny <laughs> there. Um, so again, like I, I want to try and grow motorsports or help and and i feel like with me being at, at Bado, it can help grow that event into something um you know in and two i mean i think a lot of people when i talk about the purse of the chili boulder they think that i'm greedy and and it's all about me it's nothing like it's not about me it could pay 50 200 grand like i don't care like i just it's not like who's to say I'm going to go win the Chili Bowl. I'm going to go win all that. It's, it's about, you know, me trying to help the other teams out um, and make it a more, you know, kind of financially viable week for them. You know, there's not a single team or person that goes to that event that makes money um, or even gets close to breaking even. So um, I, I think it's, uh, it's just gotten to a point you that, that race has been going on for so long and, and has done a great job. Um, but I think the, the, the teams and drivers deserve a little bit more. I'm not saying a lot more, but, um, just to see some sort of trend upwards in the purse. But, um, and again, it's not about me. It's about trying to, to help the other teams. So, um, and, and two, you know, Emmett has done an amazing job, the whole Han family, um, of growing that event into what it is. And, and he deserves, they deserve to make, uh, a lot, a lot of money on it because they've sacrificed so much to, to get it to where it's at. Um, but so, so have the teams. So, um, I love the chili bowl. <laughs> I've not once said, I don't like the chili bowl. You can see it in my reactions of when I won. So, um, it's a great event and I will definitely be back there. Uh, whether it's next year or the year after, or who knows further down the road, but, um, yeah, just, uh, just want to do something different. Like, and, and who knows next year I could maybe not race at all that, that week, you know, I might go skiing with my family. It's just a, it's a long week and, and it gets longer as the, as the car count gets bigger. So, um, I'll be tuned in every night and watching and, and, uh, probably freezing my butt off a little bit in, in New Mexico, but uh, still paying attention to it and, and having fun doing what I'm doing in the late model also. On behalf of Dylan, uh, I want to thank you for not racing on Tuesday night. Uh, so <laughs> he doesn't have to race against you. I ran Thursday last year. Oh, did you? So, yeah. I thought you were a Tuesday night guy. I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, funny because. Who you run for, who you run for Chad? No, uh, Abacus. Oh, good. Yeah, they've been yeah. fine. Yeah, they've been good. 
they got they got they got some good cars. It's it's funny because uh, when that article came out, you know, about you talking about the purse of the Chili Bowl, right? Like, I feel like you probably um, unrightfully so uh, earned some negative uh, press from that, right? Um, you know, a lot of people forget the fact that you actually got in trouble with NASCAR for saying that that Chili Bowl win was the biggest of your career. You know, like that you that you always have strived. That was the biggest race you wanted to win, right? And like Bell was kind of in the same boat. Like he grew up in Oklahoma. That's the race he wanted to win, no matter their money, right? Like, um, I, do you feel like you're going to like be jonesing for it at all? I mean, because like like you said, you haven't been in that, you know, missed that race your whole life. Like, do you feel like, you know, you're going to be in Vado and like, why the heck am I here? No, no, not at all. Um, like I said, I've, I've been racing the Chili Bowl for 15 years. So um, I, and I, and I've told, and you can ask friends of mine and other people and uh, they, they never believed me, but I always said I was going to run the Chili Bowl until I won and then run it until I lost and I lost and now I'm going to go do something different. So um, I'm sticking to that. And, and, but no, I mean, for sure. I mean, I don't think that I will be like itching to be in Tulsa or anything like that, but um, I'm sure there will be moments on Saturday where it's like, man, I wish I was rolling down that ramp, getting ready for 55 high intensity laps going for my third chili bowl. But um it's just a long week and uh, it's a long week away from doing other things and, and all that. So um, again, I will be back someday. Just, uh, just not this year. Um, I want to, I just want to experience other things. So um, yeah, it's, it's a cool event. Just, uh, just ready to, ready to try something different. Is that mentality. Uh, it's it, interesting to me listening to you talk about this, just, your mentality of kind of wanting to give back to the sport and, and help the teams, help the drivers. Like, is that something that you've always been kind of passionate about or, or just given your platform now, is that something that you've kind of realized you have an opportunity to, to do and, and to give back? Like how did, how, how has that <clears throat> started to become a, a thought process and in, in how you live your life? Yeah, no, I think um, it's kind of morphed into like a, the sport, as a, as a whole, but before I ever even made it to NASCAR, you know, I always had always kind of told my dad and had it in my mind that, you know, I wanted to, if I ever made it to NASCAR kind of help, help a younger guy try and make it themselves. And, you know, when I made it to NASCAR, um, you know, with the help of Justin Marks and starting the sprint car team and, you know, getting Shane Stewart to kind of lay the groundwork down for our team. Uh, then it was, it was, it, it made me really proud to be able to, to give Carson Macedo his first shot, you know, on the outlaw tour and, and look where he's at now. I mean, he's going to be a multi-time world outlaw champion someday. Um, so that's really cool. And then, you know, things just didn't work out with that, with, with that and, and whatever thing happened in 2020. So, um, but then again, you know, I, I even before that, I, I noticed kind of my impact on the sport as a whole and, and growing it and just my reach and, um, here lately with the opportunity and, and Brad's ideas. Um, yeah, I feel like I can help grow the sport. Um, not just not through the ownership side, but, um, I guess on the, on the series and promotion side. And, um, I think that's, that's a good thing. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, um, stressful at times and, and 
a little bit of, of work at times, but a lot more on grass side of it. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, he enjoys that too. So no, it's, it's cool. I, I think, I think fans appreciate it. Fans see what we're trying to do and, and obviously the team owners and drivers um, love it. So yeah, it's just uh, trying to make the sport a little healthier and, and um, just, just grow it really. Yeah. I think it, it deserves to be, to be bigger than just, you know, Australia and United States and, and try and try and get it to a point where it can reach globally. For sure. We'll get you out of here. Um, you know, thanks for everything. You know, we, we, we worked all summer together, right on this a series that's getting ready to come out on flow. I'm really excited about it's called dirt. Um, it's a, it's an awesome film, um, that, you know, centers around you, but also the characters in the sport, sport with Justin Grant and, and Timez and Tyler Courtney. Um, and, and, and one of the things that really impacted me the most, uh, through that series when I interviewed your, your dad at Eldora, uh, talking about what the series kind of means to you, to the, to the to career of you. You, um, but also, you know, what it means to him. And he was very emotional about the fact that, like, look, this is a huge part of his legacy and it's going to be a huge part of his legacy, even more so than those teams, right? Like that you that you had from Macedo, because you're not just given to one person now, you're giving yeah. a lot of people, right? And that means a lot. Yeah, that that's uh that's cool. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen that part of uh the documentary or, or whatever the series with with my dad in it, but um yeah, no, I think he's right. I think, I think hopefully if we do a good job with this from Brad and I both, we've talked about, you know, this, this is, you know, when, when we hopefully both end up in the national sprint car hall of fame someday, you know, this is a big part of why we're in it. So, um, this is just the start and, and I hope that we can do a good job and, and grow it. And um, I hope the fans, uh, really appreciate it. And also us sprint car guys and midget guys are pretty upset with you for going late model racing, but um, that's, that's okay. Uh, I mean, you know, that driller means a lot, but uh, you can, you can go have your phone, I guess. Yeah, no, no, it'd be, it'd be a good time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I, I just want to, I, I love what uh, Chris Kearns does and, and he's, a, he's, I think one of the best promoters in the business. And um, I just want to do my best to, to try and, help grow that event. Um, it's a, it's an awesome facility. Royal Jones has done a, a great job of that place and, and they work extremely hard to try and build that event into something. So, um, try and help out where I can and, and, uh, at least, at least see it trend upwards and, and see more than a, a couple hundred people in, in the grandstands. I saw, I saw Audrey's racing now is, is Owen going to the shootout? Uh, no, we, we tried making that work, but, um, just with you know caitlin his uh i mean she's gonna be our babies due any time really in the next couple of weeks um so hopefully that comes soon but uh i think if it wasn't for that oh and i would definitely be at the shootout um so maybe next year but uh just with how close it was to the due date and christmas it being you know, right after christmas just wasn't gonna work out this year so he wants to race there so bad um he's <laughs> the junior sprint and um with chad he, he really enjoys chad and um so yeah I, I would like to get to the shootout next year with him and and for sure if he's there i'll be racing i'm sure every division i can and um and then yeah audrey she's tested her go-kart one time and, and she had a really good time doing it and, and she throttled it pretty well so she's <laughs> uh, she's she doesn't have much fear so um 
that's good. And then, and then we got another sun coming. So we just got, you know, full of full of racers, maybe down, down the line here. A lot going on in your life. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Always uh, good to talk to you and congratulations on everything that's going on. Uh, again, dirt is coming out this year. The high limit series has, um, you know, 12 races that you need to get to around the country. Uh, Kyle Larson, good luck in Vado uh, racing against the late model guys. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Kyle Larson, everyone, uh, you know, part owner of the High Limit Series with his brother-in-law, Brad Sweet. They have 12 races, D. Welsh, and we didn't really, like, go, like, through all of the races, so why don't you do that real quick? You know, he he told you the schedule, so they're going to start with an exhibition race in March at Tulare, and then what are the 11 points races? Yeah, and, and so they'll have uh, Lakeside, 34, Kokomo, uh, Wayne County, Granite City, and Eagle, and then um, – at least the schedule I have is uh, Grandview, Hussets, Lernerville, Bridgeport, and then Putnamville. So um, there's some there's some workings in the mix, I think, for maybe some other indie area races. But um, I don't know if that'll be this year or next year. But um, I know that was important to the, for them to, to obviously hit that market. So um, great schedule, and and um, you know, love Kyle's thoughts and his. Um, you know, desire to just kind of help grow racing in general, not even, you know, not even just midgets and sprint car racing, but that's why he's, you know, going to run this late model race. Cause he wants to help, you know, grow that side of the sport too, and, and give it some exposure. So, um, he's become a great ambassador for this sport, you know, and, and, um, I think it's, it's super cool. Yeah. You know, obviously I, what did I say a couple episodes ago, we needed to get him on here and grill him about the chili bowl. Right. And then he comes out with this answer. That's like, you know, this and this and this and has like such a thoughtful answer and i'm like well i can't grill him now like he's you know he's got he's got three or four good solid reasons as to why he didn't want to race the chili bowl this year and um you know he's probably gonna be back right and, and like i said in the open like he, he has told me that before like you know he wanted to race it until he was done winning it and then he was going to take a break and then you know hopefully come back so um yeah i'm excited about all the things uh you know of course surrounding kyle larson and 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 what he's done you know not only to help grow uh flow racing um but you know the partnership that we've had with them uh with their series and um you know what we've done with uh this film there's just a lot of good content coming out uh that you guys are going to really really eat up and 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 all of the racing world is going to eat up and i'm really excited uh for you all to see it so um yeah good to have larson on episode 100 uh let's get into our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by sun dollar um I saw your car, D. Welch, uh, the design of your Chili Bowl car, and there is a Sun Dollar logo on the top of it. There is also, breaking news, a Hat Shake logo on the car. We did it. It took Brett Cox to get it done. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> I know, and I was going to give my Hat Shake to him because he actually did it. So he, uh, he, we're going to have hats flying all over the place at Chili Bowl because of Brent Cox. So seriously no and, and and actually we're gonna have our hot shake logo on daniel whitley's car too um, yeah which double them up i'm super excited about because that dude is a gasser uh you know not saying you're not right but um you know no, he does stand on the gas <laughs> i'm going to be partying so hard in your guys's uh you know area just because like i'm so excited like brent cox is just an awesome dude um so yeah uh all right so that's your sun dollar hat shake sure let's give him one he finally got it done all right. Mine is some guy at the bar last night um, that I gave five bucks to to draw this picture of me. 
<laughs> Look at that. I didn't even ask him, right? So, like, I'm just sitting there leaning up against the bar, obviously. And he's just, I don't know. He must have just been like a, you know, I don't know if he was a homeless guy or if he, like, was just hanging out there or, or what. But I could tell that he wanted, like, something for it. But when I picked it up, I'm like, dude, that well, looks so good. The shocking just thing is you're wearing the shocking thing is that you're wearing the exact same clothes that you were wearing in this picture. So you apparently haven't changed your clothes <laughs> since last night. <laughs> oh, no, I woke up and threw the sweatshirt back on, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice calling that out on me, but that's a, that's a Miller Lite next to me right there, of course. But uh, Of course, yeah. <laughs> isn't that good, though? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go to uh, flowraising.com to see what that looks like. Maybe I'll tweet it out, but um, yeah, that's pretty damn impressive in my opinion. And my mom's an artist, so you, so like to impress me, it's just the fact that he took ten minutes and drew that thing without even me knowing, and yeah. then handed it to me, and I'm like, holy cow! Um, no, Austin, Texas is really cool. It's it's a really cool city. Um, a lot of cool bars. Darwin's. We went there last night. It's an awesome piano bar. Um, but yeah, that's that's my hat shake. Is that guy who drew that picture uh, for me? And uh, uh, Sweet and Larson for for releasing their schedule and uh, you know letting us go high limit racing this year. I'm pumped, baby. I'm gonna me have to too. go to Lakeside. I'm gonna have to go to Lakeside for fifty grand. Yep, I know. Nothing like starting the year off with fifty grand to win. I know. Uh, so sundollar.net is where you can find our friends, uh, Kim and Jason, great people. Uh, of course, supporting D. Welsh's racing, also Zeb, uh, Wise, uh, and a few others in the uh, motorsports industry. You can visit them at sundollar.net. They'll put a uh, roof on your house, water, fire, mold restoration uh, in the greater Indianapolis area. All right, we have less than a minute. Uh, make sure you play dirtdraft.com. Our friends over there, they're great people, and they have awesome games that you can play um, as far as uh, fantasy racing games. D. Welch, episode 100. Can you believe it? About that. Cross flags on the, or checkered flag on the 100th episode. Man, it's been a wild one. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been episode 100, 100 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow.